amazing. Good afternoon, Sherwood, and welcome to the first home game of the season. We've all enjoyed the juniors game this morning, but now it's time for the mighty Magpies to take on the reigning premiers, the Aspley Hornets. And a special welcome to our old friend Henry, who is here with his family. His son Rick, Rick's wife Jen, and their son Harry. Henry's going to have to really pull out all the stops to try and dominate the contest in order to gain the acknowledgement and approval of his family for what will be a pretty intense choice today, but we'll see that as the game unfolds. Both Sherwood and Henry are coming off the back of some pretty bitter pills and some even tougher losses, so will Aspley's and Rick's resolve be enough to hold their position on top and hold off that final siren? Well, we're not there yet, folks. That final siren is a fair way off as the umpires make their way out onto the field, players in position, players and umpires at the ready. There's the first bounce for the season, and Tomo's knocked the ball down in the favour of Sherwood, passing it to... Oh, it looks like Rick's made the first play with a nice bag of hot chips. Here we are. Did I miss anything? Big clearance kick from Sherwood. Damn. No use carrying on, you missed it. Now pass me my chips. Right. Sorry, here you go. Mm, these really are the best chips. I'll miss these. Dad, please. What? Boys, not now. Well, you haven't popped your cogs yet, so shush. What's popped his clogs? It's just an expression, sweetheart. You won't let me, will you? But I don't want to talk about it, so shush. You don't look sick anyway, seeming better every day. Perceptive. How's the pain? Bearable. Just. You've taken your medication this morning? Yes, yes. Awful stuff. The specialist said it wouldn't taste like anything. Shows what she knows. Harrison said you took him walking yesterday. <clears throat> Where'd you two go? To the Arboretum. Oh, that's quite a hike. I know. Especially with me on his back all the way. <laughs> Jesus, Dad. Not a big man, Richard. Harrison is nine years old. He's only joking. You should have seen the look on his face, eh, boy? No, I'm almost more shocked that you didn't make him carry you, actually. Well, maybe one day, when he's older. Well, <laughs> maybe not, I suppose. <laughs> huh? Come on. Hey, that's not even funny. Who's joking? You're not going anywhere. Look at you, picture of perfect health. Is that why you helped me off the bed this morning? Tonight you might catch my good health. You know what I mean. You're doing really well. Like I said, incredibly perceptive. And I said it sarcastically, by the way. <laughs> it's not hard to see, Dad, I'm telling you. You're ignorant. Dad, not now. You can't keep feeding yourselves lies. Dad, watch the game. It's not healthy, me boy. Dad. I'm dying, son. Live with it. I'm trying. Your pass. Stop it now. I'm going for a beer. I'm fine, thanks. Actually, Cooper's read me, boy. Chip? No, thanks, Pa. And that concludes the first quarter of play here. Scores are level, with Rick standing his ground against his father's persistence. What an exciting quarter of play. Plenty of fight in these young kids, and still plenty, it seems, in Henry. Things beginning to look heated out there, so duck into the bar, grab a cold one. Wine and beer is available in the clubhouse, and kids, grab a soft drink and lollies from the canteen. Still three quarters of football left here, folks, so don't go too far. Hopefully, Henry can try to make his opponent feel any sort of remorse for what must be a shocking state of affairs. Come on, boys. Great efforts. Here you go, Dad. Red? Yes. Thank you, boy. Better start to the season than last, so far. 
They're doing great, Pa. There's no need to add this so far. Let them have the little wins. I'm not saying they're not doing great. But the game's not over yet. The ball's still in play. The full-time siren hasn't sounded. What? You're right, Dad, but when I lose, Harry's had a good day. Oh, yes, Harry's had a great game. You're going to push him to make the state team this year, aren't you? Oh, we'll encourage him. Ah, oh, pish. Kids wouldn't do anything worthwhile these days if you didn't push them. You know, not with all their egg stations and play boxes and all that stuff. Golden switches. Is that... I don't know. What? You're so close, Pa. It's a Nintendo Switch, Pa, and a golden snitch. Like in those books you read me. Well, regardless... I am. You've got to be stern. You know, he's... You've got got to learn to stick to their commitments, don't they? Keep them at things, especially the things they're good at. Pot. Kettle. Black. Okay, enough, boys. He started it. Here, Harry, go get a soft drink. Can I keep the change? Depends on how much is left over. Can I get some lollies too, then see how much change? Yes, okay, now go on. Thanks. Pa, what if Harry decides that footy isn't the thing for him? If he wanted to become a chef or a cricket player? He'll have plenty of time to sort that out. This is about taking care of what's happening now. It'll teach him about commitment. Yeah. Look at him, though. He's a little gun. Again, Dad, he is nine. And could already play for the Brisbane Lions. That's something we wanted to break to you. What? Harry says he wants to follow the Western Bulldogs now. Over my dead body. Settled, then. Ooh, low stabbing kick from the centre square. It's really not that big of a deal, Dad. I was born in Fitzroy. You were born in Brisbane. It's his birthright to follow the Lions. Brilliant defence there. He's not just a mini version of you and me. He's just tried the don't argue. So it's your fault, is it? Don't look at me. He just found my dad's old Guernsey in our wardrobe. Oh, I forgot Jeff played for Footscray. So it's your fault. You know who would make him rethink his change of heart? She's lining up for the shot. Look, son, I don't know how to get in contact with anyone from the 2003 Brisbane Lions Premiership team. You, you, you duffer. Harry idolises you, worships the ground you walk on. And there it is, the first goal for the second quarter. Drilled it straight through the big sticks. Jen teaching the boys how it's done. Well, so we should. <laughs> ah, full of modesty, as always. But I'm not going to be around long enough to see another grand final with him. You want to have this conversation at round one of your only grandson's footy season? Go for it. No, let's talk. Rick, this is hardly the place. No, hun, I think it's the perfect place. Go on, Dad. Tell us how you want to kill yourself. Try to convince me it's what you really want while Harry is running around out there, loving and thriving at the sport you pushed him to play. Tell me how you want to give up while he is out there trying so hard to accomplish your dreams. I don't want to go. Right. But I don't have a choice. Oh, don't give me that bullshit. Hun. I'm just stepping inside for a bit. Okay, well grab a drink and watch from the balcony, okay? Don't miss the game because of your dad. Alright, hun. <sighs> Another Cooper. Ouch, what was that? No. Exciting first half here, getting real heated with one man sidelined already. Not sure if the hurt he sustained at the hands of his father will keep him off for much longer or if his day is well and truly done. Henry leads the match, but only by the skin of his teeth. Really starting to bring the foot down now, although not sure he's really getting the point across. Not sure his current performance is going to be enough to get him over the line, but his aggressive play has proven to be enough to hurt the people around him regardless. This third quarter was always going to be a big one, but I don't think anyone could have guessed just how heated this game was going to get. 
You know what they say, folks? Third quarter is the premiership quarter, so stick around and see who's got the carry to get themselves over the line. Right. Talk to me. It's not you I need to talk to. You want to get to a man, you go through his wife. <laughs> Funny how quickly you forget these things. This isn't about you, is it? This is about Mama. About Sandra. This is about me trying to save Rick from the torture I endured whilst was losing his mother. You really need to bother with me, love. Should go make sure Richard's okay. Well, I feel like in order to look after Rick, I have to look after you first. Why do you two insist on fighting so much? Because neither of us wants me to go. But we've both got different ways of looking at it. Well, what idea do you think he's got? I don't think I know. That... It's within my control, and if I don't resign myself to the cancer, I'll be around forever. But if we don't talk about it, it isn't real. And your idea? I'm dying. Whether I like it or not, whether he likes it or not, whether we acknowledge it or we don't, whether I resign myself or not, it is going to fucking happen. Look, we know things haven't been easy for you since Mama left us, but they haven't been easy for us either. Rick lost his mother too. Sandra was so full of life. She wouldn't want to see it draining out of you so soon. (laughs) She sees it. I know she does. And you're right. It, It has to be killing her all over. That's why I don't want to deal with things. I know Rick lost a mother and I know he's hurting. And I can't put him through what I endured with Sandra. I don't want Richard to see what happens further down the road. I don't want him to see me like that. You two need to have a chat. I'll talk to him. Thank you. Thank you. I'll go get Rick. You need to shout in a beer, you tight ass. <laughs> and where have you been, mister? Sorry, Mum. Liam and Corey are here. We went over to the trees. I used to love those trees. Used to take our girls over there and give them a snog. Pa! Pa, ew! You wouldn't be if it wasn't for those trees, young lad. That's where I first kissed your mama. How come that would make uh-uh. me get here? No, sit down. I saw that what you were about to launch into a full spiel, but they'll cover that at school next year, Pa. I'm going to get Rick. You two stay. Whoa, did you see that kick? I did. Wow, that was a big goal. Just like Sean Hart or Lockie Neal, eh, Harrison? Nah, I think it was more like Marcus Bontempelli. Yeah, Pa, like the Bont from the Bulldogs. I think you can play a lot better than them. Really, Pa? Without a doubt, my boy. Where did you play, Pa? Right here, Harry. I was centre-half forward. Did you kick lots of goals? Of course I did. How many? Oh, too many to count. 346. Whoa! Wait, do you think I can kick that many? If you practice hard enough. Play for long enough, you can kick a lot more goals than that. Hey, Han. Hmm? Han, I think you and your dad need to have an actual talk. Don't go there. Alright, he's not interested in listening to me. No, I think you're the one who needs to take a moment to listen. You understand what he wants to talk to me about, right? How ridiculous it all is. Yes, I do, and I think you'll have a different perspective after listening to what he's got to say. He's not trying to forsake you, Rick. He's he's trying to save you from something far more horrible. And what Guernsey number were you? I was number eight. And is number eight in my team. Maybe I can play number eight when I make the state team. If you want to try for state, we can. And you can definitely ask for number eight. Of course he's going to try for state. That'd be silly not to make you happy. 
and give you the number you want. You'll be the star in midfield. Are you serious, Pa? There's been a huge shift in momentum in that quarter, but it's going to really take everything Rick has to withstand Henry's solid defence. Not really showing the signs of a man who's given up, nor a man who's on his way out, but Rick is going to have to lower his guard if he's going to be able to outmanoeuvre through the end of Henry's game. The final siren is minutes away, and it is unbiased and unfeeling. The great lethal Lee Matthews once said, the team who scores the most points at the end of the day will win it. And it all comes down to that final siren. Dad, how about um, you and I go for a walk? Can I come? No, no, you sit here. They're going to the parkies. I'll see you soon, buddy. Thank you, Jen. I remember coming up here and playing on weekends while you were still playing footy. Those were the days, weren't they? Yeah, Mum would always get angry at us for climbing trees and not paying attention to you playing. Oh, I never minded. Really? Nah, never liked watching the mile play in Brunswick. You still like it here? Good boy. I love it here. Then why do you want to go? I don't want to go. Why make it sooner rather than later? Are things really that bad for you that you want to give up on your life? You want to give up on your son, your grandson, who thinks the world of you? You want to give up... What does that teach him? That if you want something done right, you do it yourself. That is not a lesson I want my son learning. I know, son. I want to do this because I want you to be ready for it. I'll never be ready for it. But I don't want you left wondering, or waiting for me to kick the bucket. I don't want you to have the surprise. That's why I want to at least talk about it with you. And I don't want to talk about my dad dying. It's gonna happen. Stop. Dad, we know you're sick. We know it, but you could have another six months in good health, another year after that. That's, that's plenty to be done in that time. Ricky. It's not 18 months when I'm 22 and screwing everything with the pulse. Going to concerts and drink myself senseless. It's 18 months of hobbling around and pissing myself. I can't do that to you. I can't make you clean up my dribble and feed me a white my heart, actually. <laughs> it might actually be my chance to get back at you. <laughs> Dad, we can handle all that. We love you. And... You always told me you'd make me do it, so... <laughs> I know, me boy. I know. But I still can't put you through that. Isn't it up to me whether I want to deal with that? No, son. It's not. I'm sorry. I'm the one who is going to be wiping your ass, aren't I? And I'm still your father. Dad. No. I watched your mother writhing in agony for months leading up to her passing. She begged me to end things for her. Dad. She was an incredible woman. A strong woman. So dedicated to this family and to you. Dad, I... I had no idea. Why didn't she tell us she was in so much pain? She kept that very secret from you so you wouldn't worry. She couldn't bear the thought of you being in anywhere near as much pain as she was. And... Nor can I. So why do you want to leave me? I don't ever want to leave you, son. Grief, it's the last thing I would ever want to do. Ever since you were born, I had a new purpose. A new great love that I swore I would protect against any and all evil forces. 
death is not evil. The discussion of death is, is not evil either. It happens, it's inevitable. And I don't believe it's the end, not at all. But I do believe the time between can be toxic and crippling if you don't look after yourself. If you sit wondering why I was taken from you, you wouldn't have had the time to say goodbye. I want to give you that time. It's the greatest passing gift I can possibly think to give you. <sighs> Dad, I, I loved you. But I can't bear the thought of losing you. But don't lose me. Remember me. Well, how, how, how is, how is the pain? It's okay. Is the medication still helping? <laughs> no. Oh yeah. I stopped taking it. Dad. <laughs> I haven't worked anyway. Then we go back to see Dr. Wilson. No, the pain is manageable. Like I said, have you even noticed it? Dad, if it starts to get any worse... Then I'd have to have this discussion again, won't I? <laughs> we can have this discussion again. Before the pain becomes unbearable. But you can't waste that time. The full-time siren hasn't gone yet. Still got a few more kicks for goal in me, don't I? I think you've kicked all your goals, Dad. I think now is the time to offload those opportunities off to the kid who'll be wearing your Gersney number before you retire. Thank you, son. You're right. Okay. Um, we done here? We all good? I am if you are. I am. Thanks, Dad. And I'm sorry I didn't give you the time earlier. You didn't fall far from the tree, little boy. You're stubborn like your old man. Want to come back to the game now? I think I'll sit here for a little bit. Spend some time with your mother. Mum? Dad, what do you mean? This tree. It's where we had our first kiss. Oh. No wonder she probably hated us climbing on it. Head back. I told Alan to hold a couple of Coopers for us at the bar. Green? No, red. None of that weak piss. <laughs> I love you too, Dad. I love you too, son. I know. Sandra. <laughs> I'm so tired. I've had a big day. You have, my love. And that's the end, folks. Sherwood get over the line with a very convincing final term. Finally opening up and allowing more scoring opportunities. All's not lost for the opposition. Plenty of time left in the season to recuperate from this loss, and they'll come back firing. The final siren was created by Scratch That, a QUT magazine. It was written and directed by Stanley Benjamin, starring Amir D'Amelio as Henry, Dimitri Politis as both Rick and Harrison, Emma Mallory as both Jen and Sandra, and Stanley Benjamin as the commentator. It was produced by Andrew Galanders, audio production by Aidan Campbell, Brandon Burke, and Jonathan Vagona, with theme music from Adam Richardson.